This week's podcast brought to you in part by Tom's Shoes. With every pair you purchase, Tom's will give a pair of new shoes to a child in need. Just visit whatdotheysaid.com and click on the link for Tom's Shoes. Please. Hi, this is Tiana Alvarado from The Apprentice, and you're listening to What Do They Said? What Do They Said? What? Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now, you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason DeBlissey, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man with the world's most impressive man sweater, your host... <laughs> this is Robert Bob Dubay coming to you from the lovely, lovely hills of Northern California, San Francisco to be exact, as I cling to my pod dinghy out here in the bay. It is raining and raining hard, Jace. Wow, your pod dinghy. Yes. You don't have one? No, no, no. I have a much larger thing for my pod. <laughs> it also doesn't rain nearly as much down here as it must be up there. It rained a bit yesterday, and I know that our listeners love nothing more than for us to talk about the weather. Um, so, you know, we can wait, certainly wait. continue. Quick, to talk put up about a this. picture of Christina Loren in her uh, weather bunny gear, and then they'll then they'll pay attention. You know, that's so funny you say that because I was uh, I've been recording Jeopardy this week. Have you heard about the, this 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 experiment that's happening on Jeopardy this week? I have. You know, in fact, it relates to a guest that we have on the show. Oh, okay, great. Uh, I, I I haven't watched last night's episode, so I don't know if uh, if the Watson won or not. But uh, I normally don't watch Jeopardy, and I had recorded it because I've been out until eleven thirty at night with the play all week long and i've been watching it when i get home because i've been just too amped and there is some sexy weather bunny down here now Ooh, it's a trend i want pictures yeah i i i, I was a little too foggy and i was just kind of fast forwarding i rewound to look at her again and i went wow but i didn't really i didn't really pay attention to which broadcast she was on or not but she just stood there she wasn't any good at talking or giving weather or moving or being animated. She was just standing there and I could not stop watching the weather. Am I going to be that guy, Jace, that has like the scattered sort of cutout pictures placed all over my wall of different weather bunnies from around the country and then the FBI is going to bust in one day and it's all going to make perfect sense? But are you going to be that guy? <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just positing. All right. I'm just saying. What about you, listeners? (laughs) Are you going to be that guy, listeners? Let us know. Send us an email at (laughs) whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. We are creeping up on the Facebook numbers, so uh, we appreciate all of you coming in and joining that. What Duvay Said. Search for us on Facebook. Give us a like button or give us a phone call at... 415-937-0445. 415-937-0445. And again, that is 415-937-0445. Say it, Jace. Operators are standing by. You know, it used to be that I didn't know that phone number, which is why I always asked you to do it. But now that I've listened to you say it every week, I, I know it now. But I think it's kind of a good, um, a good shtick. 
Hey man, don't muscle in on my my shit. That's that's it's my that's my bit. Okay, hey, no, you you won't be catching me muscling in on any shit. <laughs> oh lordy, it's a show! It's a show! You mentioned we had guests this week on this show. This show, tell me, fill me in. We do. Um, Reba back in it to win it, and you know it's funny you were bringing up Jeopardy and Supercomputer Watson. We have secretly for quite some time here at WDS been working on our building our own supercomputer. Oh, is that right? Yes, and uh, we'd like to introduce all of our listeners, and I'm guessing I'm introducing you to this supercomputer we've created, Jace. Yeah. Meet Renfro. Renfro. Hello, Hello, Jason. Oh, well, hello, Renfro. It's a pleasure to meet you. How's the weather? As well. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Is it raining up there for you, Renfro? (laughs) 80% chance of showers. Oh, okay. Clearing in the afternoon. Uh, what purpose do you serve in the WDS uh, family, or is that too vague? I'm not sure how to address Renfro. Rob, can you can you let me know what what his his purpose? Well, why don't you is? ask Renfro? He's built for uh, he's built for questions. Why don't you ask him some bit of trivia, some you know sort of Jeopardy esque question? We'll see how Renfro handles it. Okay, uh, Renfro. Um, here's the story of a man named Brady. This man won a Super Bowl championship. Who is Oliver? Okay. Uh, let's try this one. Um, it's not north, but it's south. This Frenchman is the capital of South Dakota. Who is Bismarcky? Hmm. Can I talk to Rob again, Renfro? Not bad. He's close. He's ball. He's close. He's in the ballpark. He's a little close, but I think the French part kind of threw him off. Biz- adding just the this tone e to the end of a word doesn't make it French. That's like adding the word o to a word to make it Spanish. Well, you know, you know what we have done with Renfro is we've actually programmed in feelings, and you're hurting his feelings right now. Oh Jason. my goodness! I'm sorry. Let, let me talk to Renfro again. Renfro. Yes. Do you love me now that I can dance? I love you, a bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. All right, well, I understand Renfro, and perhaps he will have a practical purpose later on in the program. For future reference, I don't really know if Tom Brady ever won a Super Bowl, and um, Pierre is the capital of South Dakota, so you might want to program that into uh, Renfro. I'll get, I'll get our people on it, Jason. Thanks, uh, thanks Renfro. For being on the show. That's great. I'll... And uh, we'll, we'll have him back. We'll have him back. Let's have Renfro be a recurring character, yeah, shall we? Yeah, I think we might want to tur- turn to Renfro at times when we're confused, and perhaps he can clarify some things for us, he or she or it. You know, much like Kim Kardashian's ass, I'm not sure what the sex is of Renfro. Ooh, good thing that you brought that up. Oh, okay. Reba has been fielding calls literally since we did the last show jace Uh from kim kardashian's people oh no yes yeah not good and you know there's only one solution to that when when we get kind of these angry phone calls from from publicists and whatnot i know what that solution is but tell me anyway it's time to give out a wds swag bag all right what's in the swag bag for kim kardashian's people well you know she this is actually we're hoping it'll go directly to Kim, 
Um, okay. She, you know, she has a lot of everything, as we know. So it's going to be kind of hard to really wow her. But um, you know, we we figure she probably likes cash, so we're going to give her some of our WDS funny money, which is good at uh, I think strip clubs all around the area too. So. Oh, that's good. It has your, it has your, the bigger denominations, Jace, actually have your face and face on it. Oh, well, that is anything that wants to get stuffed into a panty line. <laughs> All right. And uh, we're going to give her the Prince discography. Um, <laughs> good. Yeah, just I think she should really familiarize herself with what Prince's music is all about. So the next time she gets pulled on stage, she knows how to behave. Yeah, could you actually be, can you pull out the soundtrack to Under a Cherry Moon for me? Maybe I'll maybe I'll give that a listen again. I don't think I gave it a fair shake when it first came out. I I will look for it and send it to you if I find it. I know it's a, it's a it's a well acted film. Yeah. Moving on, what <laughs> else is in the swag bag? All right, and also in the swag bag, we have a gift certificate to Home Depot. I, I just found one laying around. I figured I'd throw it in there. You know, for who knows, she can buy paint with it. Yeah, she could get some blinds, maybe. Yeah, some blinds, exactly. Fixtures. They have very helpful people there at Home, Home Depot. Not a sponsor, but uh, who knows, after this plug, maybe they will be. That's right. Okay, and uh, also, we have um, some career counseling in case whatever it is that she does now doesn't work out or maybe that the NFL draft is weak this year. Uh, it maybe might give her a little something to, to focus her, her talents and her energies on. Oh, all right. Well, that's... Um... That's good. That's constructive. Yeah. And lastly, Jace, the final thing, um, as always, we are going to give her some WDS monogrammed moist towelettes. Oh, the the cherry on the top of any Sunday swag bag. Absolutely. In addition to the swag, of course. Of course. Well, I hope that appeases the beautiful, beautiful Miss Kardashian. We... Uh, we all do all of this in the spirit of fun and love. Isn't that right, Renfro? That is correct. Good. Sounds like Renfro has had a couple of tipperellos. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. I'm a little uh, tired today, what with the show and all that. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Give me a let's 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 let everybody in on uh, how the the play is going. You opened uh, last night, right? Yes, we open Wednesday night, depending on when you're listening to the show. We opened Wednesday on February 16th. Uh, we were in tech and rehearsals uh, all weekend long. There's five shows on the bill. The bill itself is only about two hours. I mean, from start to finish, the whole evening takes two hours, and there's a 15-minute intermission, so it really moves at a good clip, even though there are excuse me, five different one-acts that are, that are playing. So... Nonetheless, it's it's five different shows that we need to tech and get together and have the sound and the lights and running and everything uh, smoothly going through it. Uh, two shows have 26 sound cues apiece. Uh, 27. Wow. I think the first show has 27 different sound cues. The second show has something like 20, 26, I think, sound cues. And then it gets easier as the show goes along. But the first two shows are very tech heavy. So it's really like an actual... You know, I mean, there's you got to go cue to cue just like any regular show. So there was a lot of work and a lot of level setting and a lot of late nights and long time sitting in the theater. So uh, I am a bit out of it today. So I'm going to let you do most of the heavy lifting. I can let you know how the opening went later on in the program, because right now I feel like it's time for news. I love the news with you, Jason. 
Man, maybe we should change the song to that. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a singing mood. I've had a good week, and I've gotten some sleep. Although it's aided by uh, by pharmaceuticals, I have been sleeping, so that's that's a good sign. That's good. I have not been sleeping. I've been I've not pharmaceuticaled, and I've not been sleeping. So I'm I'm walking around in a phase what uh, a friend of mine in high school once described as i don't know i'm either really drunk or really stoned or really tired <laughs> <laughs> uh that's 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 a man that knows how to uh encapsulate his feelings yeah i think i know that guy oh yeah not a listener of the show no not a listener of the show i don't think so his wife is a fan of the show i believe oh okay well then my bad yeah Shut up. Speaking dude. of bad, Jason, I got some news for you. Oh, you mean you have some news? <laughs> I love the news right, with right, you, yes. Jason. Yes, thank you. Okay, yes. Right. Um, okay, this one, we can play, I guess, is the crime. So technically, we can play the name the state the crime game. Yes, let's. Okay, yes, we're in name the crime state. Yeah, oh, just play. <laughs> All right. So, the headline reads, man jailed after filming himself driving 140 miles per hour. Uh, I will say the state is California. Ooh, very close. Our, our neighbors to the north, Oregon. This is in Portland. Oh, wow. I don't think of Oregon as being a place with any crime at all. They seem so gentle and sweet and horse riding-ist up there. Hippies. I got, I got two words for you. Militias. Oh, <laughs> I don't know those two words. Can you um, give me a little bit more on this story? I mean, or is that just the whole story? Well, no, no, no. This is like, you know, YouTube is phenomenal. I like it a lot. I use it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I love checking things out. But this just shows you how dumb a human being can be. So he films himself driving 140 miles an hour. Yeah. And uh, in his, uh, he has a 2005 BMW, and he sh I guess he's filming him driving and then filming the speedometer as well. <laughs> yeah. And he posts it on YouTube, and so the Marion County uh, police force, the sheriff comes knocking on the door saying, hey, happened to catch your video, which went viral, I guess, over in YouTube land. And uh, there he goes. He's uh, being charged with reckless driving and speeding. And it was his third speeding incident in the past year. So he's going to have to deal with some uh, some law. I wondered about that once. I was driving to rehearsal. And to get to rehearsal, I had to... Well, I don't have to, but really the easiest way to get to the th rehearsal space, not the actual theater, but the theater we were rehearsing in, is I have to kind of navigate through the back streets in the hills of Hollywood and then hang a left turn on Sunset. It's a little difficult to describe, but basically all the streets that are north of Sunset Boulevard become south of Sunset Boulevard at Sunset Junction, um, which mm -hmm. might not be interesting to anybody. But if I go south and to Sunset, I'm actually driving too far because... All the streets that are north end up going some other way. But really, the best way for me to go is a way where I have to turn left on Sunset. Wow. You're confusing Renfro, by the way, Jason. I'm sorry. You know, we're talking about weather and traffic this week. We really are becoming a radio show. Okay. But <laughs> they had 
there was um, something happening at at the intersection there, and there was a bunch of policemen redirecting traffic. You couldn't make a left turn. I could not make a left turn, and I could not figure out any reason why. They had just blocked off the left lane, and I had to continue down the street I was on south past Sunset where I needed to make a left turn to get to the theater. And I was furious and driving is not the most calming thing for me to do. So I went through, you know, I went as the police officer directed me. And as soon as I got across Sunset, I flipped a U-turn and turned around right in the middle of crossing the double line, right in the middle of the street, and then screeched and made a right turn onto Sunset. Do you, do you understand what happened here? Instead of making a U-turn in the street, yeah. I just went beyond the intersection and made a U-turn just beyond the intersection, right? Gotcha. Uh, and it made an enormous peel-out screeching tire sound. And then I... And, I mean, there's cops everywhere. It's what they're doing. They're standing there directing traffic. And they started applauding. And one of the guys was like, Yeah, dude! Right? And I was like, oh, no, am I going to get mailed a parking ticket because I just did this asinine traffic maneuver in front of 20 cops, you know, and, you know, nothing happened. Nothing came up of it. But that's so interesting that that can happen, that they can see you, that you can be ticketed post event. You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? Well, that's very common, though, because they have these. uh cameras placed at a lot of intersections that if you do a California stop, you know, you roll through a stop sign or you're caught speeding, it takes your picture and literally will send you in the mail a picture of you and your car breaking whatever law and with, you know, a ticket attached to it. Yeah. They've actually changed that. I was just reading, believe it or not, I was reading the Auto Club magazine. (laughs) Here's a handy. Wow. You read some interesting stuff, Jason. Yeah. I do. Well, I'm, I, I'm nothing but an avid reader. But um, they've changed that law now that you they only send you the ticket if you roll through a, a stoplight. Um, I forget what it is, but they were, there was something about that it would take your picture when you were making a right turn. You know, you, here in California, you can turn right on a red light. Um, so uh-huh. people were getting tickets for that for people not like stopping all the way and making the right turn and the auto club fought for it and said no because that's just a way to make money it's not really a safety issue (laughs) like the point of issuing traffic tickets is for public safety not to get revenue for the state right so oh wow tell that that, to the state my friend yeah you know it made me feel good about my auto club and it, it helped me it helped me try to find the poppy in the magazine, which all of our readers of the Auto Club know exactly what I'm talking about. The poppy in the magazine, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but Renfro seems to. He is, if if, if it can be um, seen as smiling, there's a lot of blinking lights going on right now in Renfro's face. Oh, Renfro, I love you too. So He's taking quite a shine to you, Jason. I appreciate that. Well, you know what? To me, actually, I'm going to say that receiving a parking ticket based on a YouTube video after the event is actually a to me. Because I don't... Yeah, because whereas the the traffic cameras are actually capturing an incident and are specifically designed to do such a thing, I think, you know, getting a video of someone doing a crime in the past. I mean, what if I, what if somebody posted a video of me, I don't know, doing some crime in the past? What if somebody posted some video of me in college, you know, doing a bunch of coke? And would I get a ticket for that? Would I get arrested for that? Would I get due time for that? I mean, where, where do you draw the line, America? 
I, I don't know. Is this another one of those things that you need me to do? Yeah. Would you do that for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on to another story that involves YouTube. And this one is equally as uh, confounding. Here we go. Here. This one is – I just got this one today, so it's probably pretty fresh. So a, a, a gentleman by the name of Evan Emery charged with 20-year felony for YouTube video that authorities say victimized Ravenna children. Ravenna being the town, I guess, that this guy shot the video in. And basically what it is, this guy thought he was just being funny, Jace. He's a, he's a singer-songwriter, and he filmed a video uh, um, that he posted on YouTube of him doing a really vulgar song. Actually, the video has been taken down, so you can't even see it. But he does this vulgar song with vulgar lyrics, and I'm guessing they were about children. And then he's filmed it in a first grade class where he showed the children their faces and whatnot. And then they cut to him, and he's making some sort of weird, you know, gyrations or sexual faces. He thought it was all a lark. And now put it on YouTube, and of course, you know, people see it. And now he is facing 20 years in prison. 20 years in prison for singing a lewd song in front of children? I think it's that he filmed the children. So they're saying it's it's some sort of form of a child abuse or, you know. Let me see what they say. Uh, Michigan law provides penalty for those who actually manufacture child sexual abusive material. Oh. But also has a provision for those who make it appear that the children were actually abused. So I can't see the video because it's been taken down. But I'm guessing he crossed whatever you know, lines of good taste. And uh, he is looking at some trouble. Wow. It's just not worth it to Isn't be a celebrity anymore. You know, the, the people don't get – this is kind of what we were talking about last week about the people who were snorting uh, the ashes of a real human being instead of snorting cocaine. Uh, oh, and don't forget bath salts. Oh, right. That's what it was, the bath salts. Um, people who see things on television and don't realize the artifice of creating theater – you know, and think that what's what they're seeing is actual reality. I mean, it's one thing to see the people in Jackass who are actually performing these ludicrous stunts. But, you know, you watch something on uh, a lot of other TV shows and people are are creating uh, creating a, a mystery, you know, creating an illusion by showing one person sitting and singing a rude song and then showing kids reacting to something else and splicing it together. I mean, I don't need to explain this to you. You know how things like that work, that you can you can mm -hmm. shoot one person going screaming and then cut to another shot of a tiger jumping towards them. And, you know, that's that's fake. That's fake, people. <laughs> you know, so I think the guy could 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 have done that exact same joke that he was shooting for. Uh, without actually doing what he was doing, but he's apparently too much of an idiot to realize that that's not a good idea. So for for me, this is not a. I agree with you, not a, because people are just that stupid. Yeah, it's great. Well, here's one. This is a different note, and I think you're gonna you're gonna like this one. Okay. You big Faye Dunaway fan? A big Faye Dunaway fan. Yeah, I'm a big Faye Dunaway fan. Sure. I love asking that question. Of yeah, what about what about it's so Renfro? Renfro, you a big Faye Dunaway fan? I liked her in Mommy Dearest, <laughs> but not in Network. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, I liked her in uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, yes. What about Faye Dunaway? So I got this one from the New York Post, page six. 
And uh, the, the headline reads, Hotel Makes Faye Mad as Hell. <laughs> okay. And basically, this is just great. I just love how stars still throw, uh, excuse me, stars still throw shit fits. Yeah. So 70-year-old Faye Dunaway was looking at renting a suite at the Sunset Tower Hotel, Jace. Do you know that one? Uh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I do. 70 years old? So she's renting a suite there. Yeah. Pardon me? I'm just surprised that Faye Dunaway is 70. Yeah, she is. And she looks, you, you know, she looks just odd, like an alien, because she's had so much work done. You don't know what age she is or from what age she is from. <laughs> yes, I understand. Much like the Elizabeth Taylor these days. Yeah. Ooh, Elizabeth Taylor these days. Ooh. Okay, anyway, yes, more about your story? So basically, here's what happened. Here's the fatal flaw. She's being shown suites at the Sunset Tower Hotel. Um, she's looking to stay there for two months, even though apparently she has a house like uh, in Woodland Hills. But at any rate, she, um, the bellman's showing her different rooms, and one of the rooms he shows her is equipped for a handicapped person. Oh, no, 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 no. And she loses her mind. Loses my, do I look handicapped to you? <laughs> she screamed at the bellman. No, Miss Dunaway, you do not. Then she stormed to the manager's desk and started like yelling at him and making a huge scene. Just basically went off on everybody and ripped up all the cards of the, the, the hotel manager and got in her little white car and sped away and then stopped. Backed up, came back, and then grabbed his business card anyway, and then drove off. <laughs> wow. Good old Faye Dunaway. Yeah, it's good to know that stars can still throw an old-fashioned hissy fit. Yeah, exactly. Or that stars, uh, you know, haven't changed all that much, you know? Like, is that really outlandish behavior for I... a young celeb? Like, we wouldn't, you know? Well, you know, they have mentors, and clearly Faye Dunaway is providing that service. Yeah, exactly. Good for Faye Dunaway. So I got a couple more bits of news, and then we can get on to our shows that we love so much. All right. Much. Well, okay. So we're, I'm just gonna say, ba 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 ba, and ba Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. This one right here is uh, very exciting. Remember our good friend Waka Flocka? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess famed rapper Waka Flocka, his tour bus was shot at, we're told here in the story from TMZ. And apparently, he was on the tour bus outside a car stereo shop when two cars pulled up next to the bus and opened fire. Waka was not hit. Wow. Well, you know, this is my one of my biggest problems with drive-by shootings. <laughs> is that... <laughs> Tell me what your problem is with drive-by shooting. So shoot. rarely is the intended target hit unless... These are all just staged shootings to begin with. I, I don't know how often I hear about, well, a bunch of people drove up, loaded, you know, little, you know what I mean, shot, I know. put a bunch of bullets into something. But, you know, the intended, it really hasn't been since the whole early 90s that we've had an actual assassination by gangsters. You know, it seems all very false and I don't think they really have their heart in it anymore. No, maybe they don't, you know? It's just, uh, you're right, it could be organized by publicists. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's all fake. We live in the world of simulacrum, as we've talked in so many times before. 
maybe what they should do is like the public, the different pub, uh, publicity agencies should kind of be like rival gangs and they should go out shooting each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. And the paparazzi should be running around taking pictures of them, of each other, running them off the road. I'd love a culture where that happens. That would be great, right? So maybe it's like some sort of proxy war can be fought by all these sort of like, you know, outside rings of celebrities. Yeah, well, that's the way real wars are done. It shouldn't be fought between, you know, let's say the celebrities are the kings and princes of our American culture society. They should be sitting on their thrones and all the soldiers, the paparazzi and uh, the whatever it was we were talking about five seconds ago that I don't remember what we were talking about. They should be fighting the wars right now. (laughs) You are you are definitely tired today. I can see you're punchy. You're walking around your apartment. You look punch drunk. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am either too drunk, too stoned, or too tired to function. All right. Well, speaking of all three, we'll, we'll close out with this one. Wild man actor Charlie Sheen is quoted as saying, "Being sober is boring." <laughs> well, being sober is boring if you're Charlie Sheen, I guess. He goes on, though, to uh, clarify, it's inauthentic. It's not who I am. I didn't drink for 12 years, and man, (laughs) that first one, Dan, wow. I guess Dan is the person he's being interviewed by. So then he goes on. It's funny because there's a thing at the end. Oh, this is him talking about crack cocaine. He said crack cocaine was bad, but not for everyone. I said stay off the crack, and I still think that's pretty good advice unless you can manage it socially. If you can manage it socially, then go for it. But not a lot of people can, you know. Wow. That's some sage advice. I appreciate that. And I feel another homework assignment coming on for you. <laughs> to see if I can manage my crack addiction socially. Yeah, exactly. Let us know how that pans out. I think we should start our own little YouTube channel where you do all the things that people say can or can't be done. Oh, I like it. I smell a TV yeah. show. Add that to the WDS network. Reba? Reba's on it, man. We'll have our own like sort of like Spike channel where, um, you know, it's it's instead of jackass, we'll call it Tom Foolery. Okay, good. That'll fool everybody. All right, so we'll close out this. So you, oh, you want to know if it's a shocker or not? I shocker. do. Tell me, please. No, you don't, man. I'm looking at you, and you don't care. <laughs> well, for me, this was a shocker. Because I thought that maybe his uh, his people would have drummed it into his head that he, he can't really just uh, go around saying, you know, crack's not so bad. I understand. Uh, not a for me either. And that's it for the news this week. You don't care. <laughs> I do care, Rob. Ask Renfro. Do I care, Renfro? I love you, Jason. Uh. Thank you, Renfro. I love you, too. I would have brought you flowers. I brought flowers to the women involved in the show last night. It was very, very sweet of me. It was very sweet of you. That's, I'm sure they appreciated that. Yeah, although I discovered that one of the people I gave flowers to is going away to Chicago for a vacation today, so I thought that was kind of lame. I kind of wanted to take my flowers back so I could care for them, yeah. but oh well. More yeah. on that later. <laughs> All right, so uh, maybe this will perk you up. Should we get into our show our reluctant uh picked show yeah let's do it let's talk about the bachelor here's my one thing about the bachelor i've boiled it down to one thing that i don't enjoy about the bachelor i can actually get involved in the cattiness the bitchiness the talking the behind the scenes finagling 
Um, it's the actual dates themselves that bore me. And the, the actual dates take so much time on the show. What, what I discovered about this week's show that has really kind of crystallized how The Bachelor is interesting to me is it's really a show about how to maintain a bunch of different relationships, like how to be a cheating guy, how to be a, 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 a polygamist. You know, I mean, it, it, it really is a guy who's juggling all these women and going from one to the other and saying, no, no, it's cool, baby. I love you. No, no, it's cool, baby. I love you. You know, I mean, that's really what we're watching, isn't it? I agree with you, but I'm going to take it another step further and say what I realized from watching this week's Bachelor is this is a game show, pure and simple. It is a game show where people are approaching it because they want to win something, which is they want to win true love or win this Brad Womack fellow. And in fact, one of the contestants even said, like, I'm really worried that I'm falling behind the other girls and getting alone time. And I, I really think that hurts my chances. And I'm thinking, hurt your chances for what? For true love? You're on a, you know, you're really on a game show. Yeah, there's a game show host, that guy that walks in at the beginning. Why they pay for him to go out to, uh, where were they, Ang Anguilla t this week? Yeah, Anguilla. And, and it really, the whole setup of it, it's a game show, right? You have, uh, the, the dates can be viewed as contests. Yeah, well, the dates are the challenges, and then you need to win the prize, and then there's an elimination at the end. I mean, it's no different than any other game show. It's just funny that, that that the whole artifice is supposed to be like, you know, these people come to find love. They don't. They come to win a prize. Yeah, they come to win a prize. And I still can't get over the fact that Brad is really, really is the host of the show. He, there was even one point where he, he sounded like he was quoting the brochure from the Anguilla Tourism Board. You know, welcome <laughs> to the most beautiful place where this happens. It was like he was saying, well, we have the most beautiful amenities such as a warm bathtub, running water and free HBO. Come on in and enjoy. You know what I mean? I was laughing because I, I think I heard him say at one point, look at what I've done for you. I made an island. <laughs> <laughs> that I, Yeah, that date. Uh, poor sweet Emily. I'm really getting to be on Emily's side. She's the blonde that he seems so uh, yeah, infatuated yeah. with. And I think that he's interested in her because she's she, of all people, doesn't really seem to be into the game. She's not really <laughs> playing the game show portion of the game. All the rest of them, crazy, crazy crying Chantel and crazy, wicked stepsister Michelle and Ashley, who's like... Also, I'm, I'm also sort of getting on Ashley's side now because she also seems a little bit to not be playing the game. But I think she's sort of sinister, the most sinister of them all in, in playing the game. Like, I think she wants yeah, to she's win. She's emotionally, um, emotionally sabotaging. Yeah, I, I think she's the most aware that she's on television. Like, she has the most media savvy of all of them. And then the other two that are left, whatever, the funeral director, Chantel, who I just can't get over. I'm just not into moles, and she's just got spots all over her, and that just turns me off. I'm not into tramp stamps, and she's got one of those, too. Oh, right. I kept trying to look, too. I get The Bachelor, of course, in high definition down here, so I was trying to see what it said on the back of Brad's um, Yeah, but that, that's an ongoing thing. We may not ever decipher it, right? But by the end of the show, which is it's rapidly winding down. Right. Well, and it was also, I think, 2 o'clock in the morning by the time I was getting around to watching The Bachelor because I'd been at the theater. Mm for so long and there was only so much interest i had in in making the duration of it go on any longer by pausing it 
You should just do what I do and, and just not watch it and then fake it on the show here. Oh, you're killing me, Rob. <laughs> I wanted, well, I did take notes this week, actual notes, and I wanted, there's a couple things that Hallie and I have learned that we can do to make this show a little bit more entertaining for us. Oh, yeah? What's that? Do you, uh... No, I found that there's a lot of opportunity to add this simple phrase to whatever Brad says on his one-on-one dates. Okay. So there's always a few moments when you can do this. So just follow, play along with me, Jason Renfro. So he'll say something like this. I really want to take our relationship to the next level. Mm-hmm. And then we say, like, in the butt. <laughs> okay. Like in the and butt. There's a surprising amount of times that you could say in the butt and it'll really kind of, uh, it'll just dovetail nicely in with what I think Brad is, is really trying to say. The, the subtext of what he's saying by next level. Okay. Or breaking down walls. In the butt. <laughs> See, it makes me laugh. I don't know. I, I get a kick out of it. All right, I will give that a shot. There, I, I, there's only like two episodes left of The Bachelor, right? Isn't it? Aren't we almost done? Because now God. he's going to meet families. Is that what happens now? That he goes to individual families? I really want to meet your family. Well, I like how the, he's really trying to strong arm Emily into allowing him to meet her daughter. Yeah, well, I think that's where Emily plays the the good card, you know, or she whether she yeah. wants whether she knows it or not, and I don't know if she's really aware of it. I think she's actually going, wow, this is. Uh, I think she's actually being a good mom and protective of her parent. Being a parent myself uh, and a single parent, you know, the the whole having somebody meet my kid is so not it's a big deal. Well, it's a big deal, but it, it's 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 not so much that I want them to meet my kid. It's like I want my kid to you know meet this person. That's what it is. And if I don't want yeah. my kid to meet the person, then f- forget it, you know? So I, think- I just love his whole rationale, though. It's like, how can I possibly drop down on one knee and propose to somebody when she won't even let me meet the most precious thing in her life? I'm like, how can you possibly be dating four people, women, that you all you have equal feelings for? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny, too? that the, the people on these shows have two speeds, I notice. There's... They're either definite about something, you know, I definitely feel this way, I definitely have these feelings, or they're in awash in total confusion. Uh, yeah. I'm just so confused by all this. It's all so surreal. So it's like, it's, they, there's one of two ways you can go on The Bachelor. You're either for sure, or you're completely and totally like clueless yeah. about what's going on. So I love that. I love that dichotomy. That's right. kind of how I try to live my life. Yeah. And I, I, I just enjoy watching him. He does that thing that, that women should be aware that men do, which is men are interested in, as, as in every single woman they see, basically. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if ever a woman doesn't matter how attractive or unattractive they are, starts to pay attention to a man, the guy is interested and will do anything that they can to keep that woman expressing that interest. Doesn't matter if he wants to be with them or not. It's that attention that is exciting and juice filled for any sort of man. So he's just doing everything he can to not be disliked by every single one of them, you know? And and that's what he's, yeah. you know, so that's what I mean. Like, it's about watching somebody juggling 
someone be a polygamist, somebody cheat and try not to hurt anybody's feelings. He's doing everything he can to not hurt anybody's feelings and still be likable. And that was what was so great about when Michelle left, because he was like, hey, you want to talk about it? Hey, you, you want to? You want to here? Let me walk with you. Here, you want to talk? Like he wanted his hug and he wanted his kiss. He wanted he wanted her to still love him and get rid of her at the same time. And she just wasn't doing it. She just giving him the cold shoulder. It's good stuff. Ooh, come. Yeah, that was the one moment I might have liked her in this show, other than the fact for you know purely uh, you know sexual reasons. She was very pretty. She was very pretty, and she rocked that red bikini, you know. And I didn't realize quite how busty Chantal was until she got into that bikini. She's a full-figured woman. Yeah, yeah well, you know, hey, good. I applaud. I applaud full-figured listeners out there. Give us a call at 415-937-0445 or write us at whatduvaysaid.com. Hey, Jace, one last thing about this show, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but you probably did. You're a savvy guy. Yeah. Even when you're sleep-deprived, you pick up on these things. Don't you love how they do knock knock ditch when they drop the date card? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is kind of fun. They must come up with some exciting ways to driv- deliver the date card so they're not seen. You know, how do they do that? Yeah, I think that's I think that's genius. But I, that's really all I have to say about this week's Bachelor. I can care less who he picks. Yeah. Um, I tend to think. Uh, I tend to think Emily's not going to get picked just because she's going to kind of d- emotionally distance herself, put up walls that he even he can't break down. Right. Yeah. Right. So there you go. Okay. So, yeah, you don't care, man. You don't care! I do care. I just don't have the energy to care. I also haven't had the energy or time to watch any more than one episode of Make It or Break It. But I do... Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I know what you mean, though. I love the in the theme or the intro where they show Lauren, like, that run she's doing where she's so focused. Yes. Makes me laugh out loud. Yeah, she's she's acting very hard <laughs> in that run, as is uh, the actress who plays Kaylee when she misses the pole at the beginning. She's acting not very hard at all <laughs> when she misses the pole. It's good stuff. I've only seen one episode. You actually got some... Uh... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping all over you today. No. Our, our rhythm's a little bit off. It's me. Just talk. I, is it me, Renfro? <laughs> it seems to be you, Jason. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Speak, Rob. Speak it. I was going to say, we got some listener mail. So uh, Courtney wrote in. She's a, a longtime listener, apparently, of the show. And she says this in her, her uh, email, which I, I thought was really interesting. She says, hey, guys, love the show. But why do you pick these television shows that are clearly designed for teenagers to follow? She's like, I unfortunately have been watching Make It or Break It, and I can't stop watching it. I get why you say it's so addictive. But really, should two grown men be watching this show? I've I've actually I've been seeing some of the email and we have gotten I think we talked about this last week. A lot of people are starting to watch Make It or Break It based on us talking about Make It or Break It. So I think that's exciting. Um, I myself started to get a little feeling of, wow, why am I watching this show? This this last episode I saw because suddenly Payson's integrated into a regular high school. And I'm watching. Okay, so you're there. Yeah, that's the last episode I saw. The last episode I saw was Payson went to high school, and they had kind of the do everything for fun ex- exhibition uh, gymnastic show at at the Rock. Um, yes. 
Right. And Payson has, there's this guy who just, for reasons unknown to anybody, except that perhaps he's the school drug pusher, is now extremely interested in Payson. Um, and they, so all of those scenes with her sitting in high school, sitting in gym class, sitting outside, meeting with the boy in the lockers, I was just like, wow, this isn't the show I signed up for. I don't, I don't care. I don't want to watch a high school drama. I don't want to see Payson get lured by the cute guy with the marijuana cigarette. You know, so you know it's funny. Yeah, do you ever remember in high school ever walking down the hall and having total stranger kids just kind of roll up to you, and be like, "Hey, man, what's up? You're new here, right? Why don't you come out and be my best friend?" <laughs> no, no, that that never happened at all. But again, I don't look like Payson, nor was I wearing a back brace. Yeah, they got to get her out of the back brace, man. That's killing me. Ugh. Absolutely. Especially because I see how great she is in the opening credits every week. I'm like, how can they keep Payson at being super gymnast in the opening credits and have her in the back brace? You know, I refuse. Well, stick with it, Jace, because the, the, the show will start taking some twists and turns that are uh, entirely expected, but uh, might get us back on track. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about that. And there's, there's, there's also a little bit of the... Um, the romance bubbling between Kaylee and Payson's flame there at the gym, whose name I don't remember, and who actually appears to be a genuine gymnast. He, we, they show him doing gymnastic acts. You can tell it's that actual actor flipping around and doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's impressive. His name is Nick on the show, Nick. and you don't like him because he's that guy that's that impossibly good looking yeah. and has the wonderful hair. True, I don't like him, but I, I now that the show is open, I have a lots more free time, and I have a free uh, blockbuster uh, online uh, subscription membership. So <laughs> I might be. Uh, We're losing them, Renfro. We're losing them. Right, but I might be getting the DVDs instead of watching it on Hulu, which will make things far easier for me because I can just lie on my couch and watch the show. So. Interesting. Yeah, no, that, that would be nice. So uh, let me, I'm, I'm going to kind of hedge around it because I don't want to spoil it. Have you reached the point where that uh, Carter is, 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 is staying someplace? Yes, Carter is staying upstairs in. The last shot I saw was uh, Lauren uh, stealing his shirt and cuddling up and smelling his shirt in her bed. So in that episode, does Carter come back from like? He's drunk. I don't know. He comes back wherever. drunk from some event. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna yes. jump on you. And, and she's stop there in his room. Yeah, he's there in his room, drunk, and, and she's lying in his bed when when he comes back. Wearing like sexy workout gymnastic clothes. Yes. Right? Yes. Lauren, possibly the hottest chick on the entire show, now is lying in his bed when he comes home drunk. And you can tell All I'm saying if he has if Carter has a horse in a horse race, it would be named Amazing Restraint. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Especially after so that's all I got really for make it or break it. Yeah. OK. Well, good on make it or break it. And I, you know, I know that we weren't going to talk about it, but it's kind of hard not to as Wednesday night. New season mm -hmm. of Survivor. Did you watch new season of Survivor? I relished. You relished. <laughs> I relished. It's, it, I, in my opinion, it's. Uh, I'm glad to have it back, and I really feel like it's going to be a good season. I was not happy initially to hear that Boston Rob and Russell were coming back. Yeah. But after last night's tribal council and how 
just definitely Boston Rob handled it. It was like it, he was a man amongst boys. Yeah. And girls. Oh, totally. He was so smooth. And he even said, I mean, he's a little arrogant about it, but he's right. He's like, oh, the, it's to- I love playing with these amateurs because they don't know when to keep their mouth shut. You know, and it's totally yeah. true. Like they, they, he, he has had the benefit of not only being out and playing the game, but actually being home and watching the way <laughs> is, the game is edited and televised. So he is, he has such awareness of what's going on here. I think he, he's probably the most masterful player of the game, even better than Russell. You know, because Russell, Russell's already doing the same things that he's already done before. Um, yeah, but let me one ask, trick pony. Yeah, he is kind of a one trick pony, and he's his voice seems a lot different now. It feels like he's he got a voice change. Let me ask you this though: everyone's in such a rush to get rid of Russell and Boston Rob. Wouldn't it be a better idea to hang on to both of them as long as possible because neither one of them will win? I uh, I agree with you, and they're they're strong competitors, and they no again it's it's the trend, Jace. Everybody's thinking about the end as opposed to winning some challenges and hanging around. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people have a lot of confidence that they're going to just, you know, fly through all these tribal councils. But the reality, as we know it, is that, uh, you know, you got to you got to be strong going into the merge. Yeah, exactly. Everybody seems to forget that. And it's it, it, it is a tribe game until it becomes an individual game. And everybody plays the individual game from day one. And I it's, know. It's, it's all wrong. The, the, the whole idea of this, this woman, Christina, to, to play the immunity idol at the very first tribal council and blindside Rob is, is completely ridiculous. It's so yeah. premature. It's so jumping ahead of the game. Well, you know what? Hallie and I noticed immediately we, we have an aversion and this is not to any of our listeners out there that are lawyers. We know quite a few or that may be law students, but this is a little bit of advice. If you're going to be on these kind of shows, your love and ability for argument and uh, for, you know, being uh Super proud of the fact that you have some sort of cunning that'll allow you to get through law school is a detriment because you come off like an asshole every time. Right. And the problem with that, much like this guy who's the former federal agent, is that oh, you treat God, yeah. you treat everybody like adversaries, you know? That you're 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 up against somebody and you're you're defending your position. It doesn't bode well for this tribe community you, you, you can't everybody can't be an enemy because then nobody's on your side and you don't have anybody on your side then you're not going anywhere in survivor you know yeah and i you know i personally would not play the let's make an alliance card so early i know you have to get one or two people kind of on your side yeah but you know his idea of gathering every woman in the tribe and then saying, I'm with you, it's me, we're going to do this, us together. I mean, talk about just exposing your game so early and then, yeah. then trying to scare them with the fact that I can read people. I'm a federal agent. I know how to – I'll tell you who's telling you the truth. Right. Yeah, I know. It's like, thanks, man. I was a Dude. bartender. Guess what? I can read people too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. And that uh, he's getting uh... – He's getting therapy for his dry mouth. What was that all about? I did not hear that part of it. 
No, he at tribal council says, "Sorry, my mouth is dry. I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, I'm I'm working on it, or I'm getting, I'm seeing a specialist on it." He said something to that effect that it, maybe he's you know, drinking his own piss. I hope so. That's my favorite part of everything. <laughs> oh lordy, lordy. So, Jace, let's uh, since we we kind of uh, are pressed for time this week, let's let's get to talk a little bit about the play, your weekend plans. I'll do a little hyping on my end, and then you know, then we'll uh, we'll be on our way. And then I can go back to bed. Um, so the play <laughs> opened last night. Uh, the whole evening is cohesive now. It really does flow from start to finish. Um, the I think, and I think the plays go on a a good arc. Um, it really starts. It's the evening starts with possibly the longest piece and the most deliberately paced piece of of the whole evening um so it's good that that one starts off the evening because i think if it went later it might be a bit of a of a drop down so they the mm -hmm. first act really sort of accelerates from this slow moving piece to this other piece like i say all of these have are very tech heavy there's lights up and lights down and scene changes and whatnot and um you know my play is just one one uh scene from start to finish it just goes like a shot it's just a real time goes from start to end um and then we get intermission it's funny mr barrasco a uh, friend of the show came to see it last night and at intermission uh -huh. he came out and there's a little kid in the second play a kid about eight or eight years old or so he's a good kid he's actually a a, a working actor out there in the hollywood and um, uh -huh. mr barrasco says to me wow that kid's real good you know he's really in there and they have uh graphic language and he's given the finger he's really good stuff you know and i said yeah well he his parents pull him out of here before my show um because my show has a whole lot of graphic language and it's a lot uh -huh. of sexual content um and so i said yeah you pull him out of here before my show and uh, mr brasco says oh well then i can't wait to see it and i go dude you just saw my show <laughs> like my show oh was my the show God. you just saw before intermission he's like oh yeah i'm just testing you Dude, jeez, oh, talk about somebody who's tired. Oh my god, that's funny. That had to make you feel good, Jace. Yeah, well, exactly. That's how I feel with this show sometimes. I'll be like, I'll get people walking up to me, and they'll be like, you know, you know what you should do on your show is this, and it'll be like some fucking thing we've been doing for like months now. And I'm like, do you even listen to the show? <laughs> oh, I listened to that first one. I'm like, okay, well, we're on it. Or the music show where people will be like, you know, I just really wish I could discover new bands and I really would love to know what's going on right now. And, you know, I love seeing you go see music all the time. And I'm like, listen to the goddamn show. That's what it's for. Right. It's me letting you know what's out there. I will start telling a story describing what's going on with me or describing some insight that I've had over the week. And I will be interrupted in the middle of it. And they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we heard that on the show. <laughs> well, I guess it works both ways, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, speaking of new bands and uh, 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 Rob, yeah, yes, you were gonna use your words. <laughs> you were gonna say something, hyping, promoting. Oh, hyping. let me hype. Let me hype and promote. Um, we have uh, a new episode of What Do They Said About Music. It's a noise pop preview, noise pop festival going on. Next week here in San Francisco, the 22nd through the 27th, a lot of great music, a lot of uh, 
very, very talented local bands being featured. It's, I think, in its 18th year. I happened to attend the very first one. Good friends of ours, Carlos, played, as well as other great bands. So uh, it's always a treat. It's probably my favorite music festival, and I really dove in and took a an in-depth look at some of the days and so people can get a sense of the bands that are playing. And uh, I think I'm actually going to revisit it a little bit next week's podcast because I couldn't get to all of the great music, and there was a, bands that I didn't mention. But that said, I want to uh, say there's a wonderful interview with Luis Vasquez from a band called The Soft Moon. And this band is going to be blowing up. They're getting reviews everywhere that are really positive. And so I was able to talk with him. It's a great interview. Very, uh, he's a very thoughtful guy, very illuminating interview. So that's up on the uh, What Duvet Said About Music issue 19 on iTunes now or on our blog, www.whatduvetsaid.com. You can find links to it all. So that's very exciting. Also, we have some uh, interviews lined up. I'm going to be interviewing Tim Cohen, who I've played a bunch, and he is – Super talented as well. Prolific as all hell. I can't wait to talk with him. So that's coming up. We're on people's radar now, Jace, in the music uh, world. I'm getting followed by a lot of people. Yeah, so, I love uh, that Tim Cohen. I really loved his work uh, with uh, Harvey Corman on the Carol Burnett show. Yes, yes. So you are savvy. That That is uh, the Tim Cohen. That is not the Tim Cohen we're talking about. This Tim Cohen is a very different Tim Cohen. He's also playing noise pop. So... But I, I will try get, to get Harvey Corman on our show for you, Jace. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. I, I like that. Uh, Renfro? Hey, let me ask you a question. Yes. Um, Renfro wants to ask a question, Jace, actually. Is that All okay? Right. I didn't know it was a question asking robot. This is a whole <laughs> lot we, different than... Uh... That's <laughs> where we trump Watson. <laughs> okay, Renfro, yes. Jason. Yes. Who is Sergey Witch? Oh, <laughs> That's uh, my neighbor. She's a neighbor of mine. Uh, Is she, she a witch? No, she's not a witch, actually. <laughs> or she might be a witch. As far I mean, she hasn't revealed to me her witchdom. I was going to say, you know, I'm looking at the, the 131 people that like us currently, yeah. and it is a really, really good-looking bunch. Yeah. I mean, the, the men are handsome. The women are beautiful. It's almost as if we're in, engaged in some sort of like uh, – breeding experiment with all these people i mean it's really a great uh cross-section of uh of uh, looks and uh and yeah so good on you listeners if you want to be a part of the beautiful people go to our facebook page and like us and uh we'll appreciate it we still want to get to that magic 200 number um sometime before the summer yes join our gattaca <laughs> is that what it's called a gattaca <laughs> Uh, uh, that'll be your homework assignment. Look up what that random Dennis Miller esque reference. <laughs> okay, I'll have to uh, put that on the list. Uh, what are, there's there's a uh, do crack cocaine for Charlie Sheen experiment. There's a lot going on. Organize the publicist versus uh, uh, what is it? Paparazzi uh, gang fight. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's all like, up to you're you. You're done, show. man. You're done. I am done, and I have to go. I, I, there's this other play that I'm directing that uh, has a staged reading this Saturday, so I have to go do that. I've got a huge rehearsal with my actress today, and then we're doing the show on Saturday, and I'm, I got to go. <laughs> it's Bye. over. It's over, folks. Listen, uh, we're going to cut Jason some slack. He's been a very, very busy man. 
doing what he does well. We're going to call him Director Jason Duplissy from now on. I would appreciate it. And then us... And soon we'll get him, soon we'll get the the, the, uh, the, the Jason of old back, the one that's, uh, well, actually, you know, you were the Jason of old. You're just a little bit more uh, dialed down. Thank you, Ralph. That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said. <laughs> All right. I'm calling it, man. It's over. Check, please. Thanks, Rob. See you okay. next week. Goodbye, listeners.